Welcome everybody to another episode of the Mind Power Podcast. I'm your host, Angel Clemente, and here for another great edition, I got another special guest for everybody. We got Jackson Hughes, the man, the myth, the legend. What's going on, Jackson? How you doing? What's going on, my man? I mean, man, the myth, the legend, it's more like you, man. <laughs> Jackson's <laughs> joining us all the way from Indiana, where I think you're, are you currently on campus still? I am on campus right now, yeah. Nice. So uh, Jackson is a full-time student at Franklin College, um, and I he's also part of our MindPower team. So um, want to give him a great welcome and give him a nice introduction to the show, um, make sure that someone can at least put a voice to him. Um, we have mentioned him on our Instagram, so there should at least be a face to him, but yeah. Uh, Jackson, go ahead and tell us um, a little bit about yourself, man, what you're doing, what you're studying, you know, the whole the whole works. Yeah, man, for sure. So pretty much uh, right now I'm studying finance at Franklin College, playing basketball here. Um, so full-time student, collegiate athlete. Uh, it's, it's definitely tough because Franklin's a pretty hard school or liberal arts school up here in Indiana. Um, and other than that, I mean – it's it's awesome up here, but I'm also uh, running a business, uh, doing stuff with Mind Power. So I'm 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 a very busy person, uh, but I know you, everybody at Mind Power is as well. So I'm just happy to be on here. Right now. So you you do full time school, so that means at least like what twelve credit hours? Uh, I'm doing sixteen right 16, now. Sixteen above and beyond, of course. I wouldn't expect any less. Sixteen <laughs> credit hours. Uh, you're doing uh, basketball. This is your second year, right? Yes, sir. Yep. Second yep. year. Sophomore year. Yeah, sophomore year and running your own business that you started just within the last year. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. doing everything that you're doing for Mind Power. So you have a full plate. And the thing is, the thing that's special about, about you right now, man, is that it's for you that plate's not full. Yeah, for sure. And that's that's the crazy thing is mo- most people would probably cut that at like two things or three things and – you're you're asking you know you're asking the chef to bring out more you know you're ready for that whole course meal bro and I'm loving oh, it. Oh for sure. We're, yeah. We're here for all of it but um for for mind power right now um you want to tell us a little bit about you know what your role is here with mind power kind of what you do. Oh yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I can actually how would I give a little bit of a background of how I even got involved with mind oh, power? Yeah, please man, go yeah. ahead. Yeah. So uh, pretty much my junior year and uh, Angel, Angel and I have kind of known, uh, I, we haven't really known each other, but known of each other right. for a while now. But uh, we're both from a small town called Rensselaer, Indiana. And um, uh, well, we went to Rensselaer Central High School in Rensselaer, Indiana, for people who don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, basically, just short and short story, um, my junior year, I decided to transfer to Zionsville Community High School. Um, and during that process, Chandler Gold basically reached out to me and asked me if I would like to um, kind of have like a mentor in the aspect of mindset, more mindset and, and actual personal training than basketball skills itself, because uh, I had been doing basketball training my whole life. So it's not really like I needed more of that, but he saw the need of nutrition, uh, personal training um, psychology, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he reached out to actually a lot of athletes, but, uh, as Angel, you know, not that many people actually like reached back out to him. And, um, 
ended up that Chandler Chandler definitely changed my life. Uh, shout out to him. We're very close now. Uh, definitely one of my best friends. And uh, but that all started with a mentorship. Right. And he basically reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be a part of this uh, program within MindPower called the Athlete Mentor. And I was like, of course. Like as you said, like full like chef keeps on throwing me things. I just want to keep on getting better at everything in my life. Mm -hmm. And I've always kind of been like that. Um, so when Chandler put that out there for me, coming from a small town, transitioning into a big school, kind of nervous, I was all for it. I was like, yeah, let's do this thing. (laughs) Um, so we started talking, uh, back and forth pretty much daily FaceTime calls, stuff like that. And, uh, that's how I got involved with the athlete mentor, which is one of our programs within mind power. And, uh, from there, I was at first a mentee. Um, so obviously Chandler kind of founded the whole thing mm-hmm. and he was my mentor and it, it grew into more of a, um, more of like a partnership type thing. Right. As I started taking more roles, um, more of a role of kind of directing the whole program. Originally we had, we had a team that, uh, that I was a mentee for. There's a com- couple of mentors, but they, they kind of like, transition out um because it just wasn't that time of their life for them but basically chandler kind of put together a team with uh this last year of with me and mark uh mark is a professional soccer player i think he's in st louis now correct me if i'm wrong i think so Uh, i know he was with miami fc for a while and yeah yeah. i think he was transitioning over to to a different a different team at the moment yeah and shout out to mark mark's an awesome guy Mm -hmm. works hard um really big part of mind power as well but and so it got into that and he Chandler asked me to assemble a team of athletes um so I reached out to some people and within my own network and we got a team together and um last year we we found some mentees it was kind of a growing year and that's when I actually stepped onto the board of Mind Power mm-hmm. and um became the program director of the athlete mentor um and ever since that Chandler and I have been working really hard to grow it uh with Mark's assistance as well Again, shout out to Mark because he's been really patient with Chandler and I. Like, he's older than us, and like, he's a professional athlete, so he understands that this is a need. Mm-hmm. But he under he he's just been really patient, and um, now we're about to take off, and and he's all here for it. So right, that's, that's, yeah. that's kind of a short, brief story of how I got into athlete mentor slash mind power into what we we've kind of done in the past. Yeah, so I know for like the last couple months you've been grinding like really really hard whether it's like networking or like you said, building that athlete mentor team um, and just growing like the possibilities for mind power and everything that we're going to be doing slash have been doing has been coming off the groundwork of what you and Chandler have been, you know, working towards. So you've had, you've had a huge impact in like basically planning out the future of, of what this nonprofit is about to be doing. Yeah. And I mean, it's honestly just something that, at first, it was more of like a mindset thing for athletes. So if there's any athletes listening, like, I understand the whole entire, like, stigma, I guess, of, um, like, mental health, especially in men. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it, I mean, Angel, you know, like, right. kind of like, it's kind of like a stigma, like, you don't want to talk about it, right? Right. Not, not, that, not that many males want to talk about their mental health, right? Right. And, like, for me, I, I kind of understood that. Like, I, I, it's not like I ever thought this whole entire initiative was ever cheesy, but I definitely was like, well, my mental health is fine, blah, blah, blah. But then when I really stepped back and like looked at my life and different points in my life and a lot of, I had a lot of transition in my life. Um, and I realized that there's points where I was really, really low. Mm-hmm. 
and I didn't have that support system that I, I really, I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had my family my family has been an absolutely amazing support system, but I'm more talking about, I guess, people, other people outside of my family that, um, could help me kind of get to the next level where I needed to be and get out of that slump, I guess. Right. And that's more, that's more from a sports side of things. That's where I really recognized it. Like my family was always there for me, hundred percent loving me. And I, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful for that. Uh, but there's always also the whole entire thing of, um, you want to get better as, as we talked about. And I wanted to go big and I didn't have that. I didn't have as many people there that could coach me on, on my mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's when Chandler Chandler really came in. And that's, that's why like, I have so much respect for him because he, he kind of picked me up from that spot. And ever since then, my mindset has grown and grown and grown. Um, but I really saw the whole entire, and I started looking at statistics and all this stuff and actually just pulling out a couple that I looked up before this um, for references from American Foundation for Suicide Prevention.org. Um, men actually die by suicide, uh, 3.63 times as often as women. Um, and another couple ones from save.org is suicide is the second leading cause in 18 to 24 year olds of death and mm-hmm. depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. So those type, those type of things, I really recognize that this is a huge thing. And why wouldn't I want to be a part of something great like that? Why wouldn't I want to pull all nighters? Why wouldn't I want to do stuff for a cause like that? Right. And, uh, really grow from the ground up as you've joined as Chandler put this whole entire thing together. Um, we, we've got some awesome, awesome people on this team, but does that, does that kind of make sense there? Yeah, no, definitely, man. It, it's been, it's been a rough process. Um, like you said, you know, pulling all nighters, um, you know, doing, doing the most, like what most other people probably wouldn't want to like bother, especially like, you know, devoting our own time to this, you know, putting, putting everything aside, like, you know, us being, you know, working full time and then you being full time school and also being an athlete. And then on top of that, still like trying to make time for all this stuff and making it, um, it, it just shows the dedication that, that, and the passion that you're really like coming from. And from, from what you're saying earlier is there's good reason for it too. Cause like you said, um, you know, you, you're coming from, from a small town and me as well. I mean, me, you and Chandler all come from the same place. Um, yeah. The only thing is that you you were transferred over to a bigger school, and that's that's a transition of going you know from a school of about five hundred people total to going to a school of what like maybe three or four thousand something like that, right? Yeah, around, it's around three thousand, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's that's a massive transition, especially um, when when you're an athlete. You know, you're at a small you're at a small school as an athlete, um, there's not a whole lot of competition, especially if you're already, you know, like athletic or you're good at, at the sport you're doing, you know, there's not a whole lot of competition for a starting spot. And then you get to a bigger school and all of a sudden, you know, there's, there's talent, like every single which direction. Um, so that, that transition in itself is just huge. And then, then you want to talk about, you know, going into college and taking that next step an even bigger transition right there. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I'll say definitely uh, the Rensselaer Designs transition was, was huge for me. I know, like, I went from in basketball, I played basketball and football at Rensselaer, but in basketball, I went from like being the guy, like, averaging 25 a game, like, just that whole entire. It wasn't like I had an ego because I understand. I, I always understood, like, I've always played basketball with indie school kids, like, right. playing at you, stuff like that. I understood there's more, 
And I was always sitting there and I was like, and this is not a knock against Prince Slayer at all. It's just that right. two, three A basketball is just different than four A basketball right. in Indiana. And I just saw that and I was like, there's, there's just a little bit more. Like, I know I can compete with these guys. I know I can do that. When I got there, it was like, it was like, nobody cared. Like, it's just funny because like nobody cared. I averaged 25 points a game right. at a three. school. Like, it was like, you earn your spot. Like you fight for your spot. You, you get that spot. And mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not going to brag. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I was proud because I did get that spot and I was still producing at a, at a pretty high level at that, at that, um, bigger school. What? at that school yeah. and I will credit that a ton to my, my family probably even my transition there. Um, my coaches, uh, I had, I had some, I have gained some awesome friends from, uh, Zionsville and, and honestly, those friends that were, are going to last me a lifetime, uh, shout out to Ben Widener, Isaiah Davis, Anthony scales, like those, those type of guys. That's just something I can't, um, I can't put to words because they just helped my transition so much. Mm-hmm. Actually, Anthony is uh, a part of our athlete mentor team now. He plays college basketball at a, at a JUCO, aspiring to play D1 someday. Nice. Um, so, yeah, that, like those type, those type of people that I – it all comes in full circle, you know. Right. Now, what what was some of the hardest – like uh, what would you say was probably one of the hardest transition from going, you know, to a, from a smaller school to a bigger school or I guess just, just even transferring in general? Because – I mean, I, I don't even know the percentage, but it's such a huge percentage of kids who are, you know, going from one environment to a new environment, whether it's, you know, transitioning schools, whether it's, you know, like getting like adopted or having like a military family where you're always moving around. Like there's so many different situations where kids are just being thrown into new environments. And and I mean, anything, anything like you said, like that age range of that suicide um, between like 18 and 24, um, a lot of that has to like develops so much earlier from, from things that they experience as younger kids. And one of those things can be, you know, those really rough transitions. So, um, for you, what, what would you say was probably one of your toughest transitions or things that you had to like deal with? Well, I'll say this is that, I mean, I kind of mentioned that my transitions didn't just start there. Um, for anybody that like, my, my parents were divorced, uh, at age five. Um, so my weekends consisted of driving up and down I-65 mm-hmm. ever since I was, so ever since I was about six right. and, um, so moving around that, that's just, it's just how I've always been. Like I've always been driving around. I've always been on the road and luckily like both of my sides of my family, like they've, it's both turned out great. Like all my siblings I've gained from both sides, like it's all great now, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I know that's not how it is for everybody. And I, and that transition there, it's hard. Like when you have divorced parents, it's hard. There, there's a reason why um, depression is the leading cause of disability worldwide. It's because of stuff like that. Right. And we, we talk about sports a lot because obviously mm-hmm. I mean, you have a sports mindset, but that was a huge thing. And, and sports got me out of that whole entire situation. Like, if I didn't have basketball, if I didn't have soccer at the time, if I didn't have little league at the time, like I wouldn't have really not known what to do because it was hard for a little bit for sure. Right. And, um, transitioning up back to our Rensselaer Zionsville conversation though, I would say the hardest transition was just like, I, I grew up my whole entire life in rent or, I mean, I was born in Indianapolis, but I did grow up most of my childhood and, and, mm-hmm. um, there. And, it was just weird coming into a school where like everybody had already kind of formed those like 
those friendships. Everybody have yeah. kind of form like their little cliques, I guess. Right. And for me, it was like, like I was accepted, but it was obviously like I missed on the I missed out on some inside jokes here. I missed out on some inside jokes yeah. there. Um, and it was just really weird. And I can't really describe it unless like someone has experienced it because. Um, and I know, like, I'm lucky that I had the basketball team. I had, as I said, Anthony, Ben, Isaiah, Dylan Ritter. There's a ton of guys out there that, that helped me with my transition to the basketball team. But I know that some people don't have that. And I guess that's kind of what we're trying to create here at Mind Power is, like, mm-hmm. we're trying to create a community, a network. We're trying to create um, that, t- that type of background for people that don't have kind of what I had. Right. And that, I definitely see a need in that for sure. And that's one of our pillars in the Athlete Mentor is, is our transitional um, mentorship. So. Mm-hmm. so, yeah, see, cause it, I mean, there's, I don't even know like how many, how many high schoolers want to play their sport at the next level. You know, they want to go to college and, and, and play that cause they have that passion that they've been playing since, since they were younger. The only thing is, you know, I don't know how many of those kids are like probably first generation or, or have never, you know, they, they don't have anyone around them that has ever even like tried going to college or anything like that. And they, they have no idea what they're doing and it can be so overwhelming, whether it's just, just the application process, just to get into college. And on top of that, you know, trying to get a hold of coaches or trying to, you know, catch the eyes of recruiters just to even give yourself a chance to get into that next level. Yeah. It's crazy out there. And I will say this, and Taylor and I always talk about this, but basically your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. This applies to business. It applies to recruiting as well. So people, you, it's recruiting, it's based on talent, yes, but and I've even heard like big-time coaches like Matt Painter and people like this say this, is that like if you're not like a top 30 recruit in ESPN, it, it really is about like who you know and like you have to be able to put yourself out there and make that network to get recruited and a lot of people don't understand that it's not about averaging 25 points a game it's not about averaging 10 rebounds a game it's not about averaging a triple double those are great great things and and everybody should strive to do those things Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not even about i mean it winning is a huge aspect of it but it's not even about like winning at a lower level it's about putting yourself in the position that you can make that network you can level up in that network and also that you can just work the hardest you can. Um, and if you fall short, you fall short, but I, I just want to emphasize that you have to grind to get to the, any level of basketball, right. um, basketball, football, any sport, honestly. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's crazy. Like a lot of kids don't have that like background. They don't know what it's like to get recruited. They don't know mm-hmm. what, what to do. And that's kind of what we're trying to do here. And I know for me, um, my dad, he was, he, he went through the whole entire recruiting process with football. He played football at Purdue and he, like, he went through that whole process, but I wasn't going through that process. Um, I wanted to play basketball in college. So mm-hmm. it's just a whole process from football to basketball even, and it changes within generations even. And that's what, that's why we're trying to create this whole network within the athlete mentor yeah. and my power. And so and this, this athlete, it, this athlete mentor is, you know, you get you get your you get those athletes you know that are already playing you know at the collegiate level or whatever level or like or like Mark they're playing at the professional level which is you know eventually gonna, what we want the goal to be, and we we kind of connect them with with kids who are trying to get to that level themselves 
but don't know how to and whether it's like you know personal yeah. training whether it's just you know advice um um network anything like that just to give them any type of boost um to be able to have insight into how to get there right yeah yeah exactly that's exactly what we're doing we're we're creating champions and the whole entire the awesome part about it is that these mostly division 1 some division 2 um athletes are some NAI, but they're all getting together and they're all like putting in this time to mentor these athletes that mm-hmm. don't have, don't know like what to do, want to have a better mindset, want to do this, want to, to do that. And it, it's just awesome to see like people are willing to give back into the community. People are willing to want to change lives. They understand, and they recognize the need for it too. Right. So, I mean, I, everybody that's come apart to the athlete mentor to this point, I couldn't be more thankful. And we have some awesome people, right. uh, some awesome people that are, have joined in and we can't wait to grow that whole entire network. Yeah. So. I know, I know for sure. Cause it doesn't even, it doesn't even matter um, like what division they're playing that, whether they're playing you no know, D1, D2, exactly. like D3 and AIA. Like um, I think my, my freshman year, I was at a Juco playing soccer in Chicago and then I was able to transfer to uh, Division Three, where at Manchester, which is actually in Franklin's uh, conference. So go Spartans! Um, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> but um, even then, like throughout my entire soccer career, the the best player that I have ever played with was at was at my JUCO, and like to this day, he's yeah. by far. And I mean, he was he was British, you know. He he came from England, and he's back home and everything. But. Um, like like you said, it doesn't it doesn't even matter like what division they're at. Like you can meet the most competitive players, you can meet the most athletic people in any type of division whatsoever. It doesn't even matter whether you're D one, D two, D three. You're in college and you're playing at a net, at a higher level than you were before. That's an accomplishment in itself. Yeah, and just to emphasize that it takes so much work to get to any of these levels, mm-hmm. and that the just the the people that have come on to this this um, initiative. Like when you when you're doing all that work and then you join on top of that to give back, that just shows like how good of people that we have um, on a part of our team. And yeah, one of the for for example, one of our mentors, as I said, is Anthony Scales, but he plays JUCO right now, and and I played against tons of competition across the United States, but in Indianapolis specifically. And he's definitely one of the most skilled players I know in the Indianapolis area, um, and he's one of the best people I know. And I just, you know, as you said, it really doesn't matter the level you're at. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it, what matters is that these, everybody, everybody works and everybody, we're all trying to change lives here. So it, it's the mindset, you know, it's the mindset that that's, what's going to set you apart. No matter, no matter what team you're on, no matter what school you're on, it's the mindset and that, that ability to want to always get better is what's going to take you further than, you know, what you can actually do at the moment. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mindset is I, it's a crazy thing because, um, another thing is that I just want to like talk about that with mindset, uh, something that really changes mindset and something that I had to force myself to do is I started like reading a ton Mm -hmm. and I I used to, I, so when I was younger, I had like up into like fourth, fifth grade, like I would read like the Harry Potter books, like stuff like that. But then I got into this phase from sixth grade to probably my junior year high school until I really started talking to actually start talking to Chandler again is I was like, reading's dumb, like reading. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. And, um, I, Chandler was like, dude, you got to start reading again. I was like, I was like, all right, man. Like, and he like showed me all these statistics about how it, it helps with this and 
mindset and all this. And, and yeah, I, I can't like express enough that reading just, I mean, improves your IQ. It, it really just, it's crazy what it can do because the, the amount that my mindset has changed in like two to three years, just because I started reading books is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. And I've read mindset books. I've read business books. I've read Christian books. I've read it doesn't matter what you're reading, but it really does just totally change how your mind thinks. And, uh, I mean, what we're about here, mind power is about our mind. So advocating for something that helps with your mind, I think is really important. So yeah. I'd encourage everybody listening to this podcast to read books. It is cool. Um, that's a, <laughs> a collegiate athlete, a business owner coming at you, telling you that it is cool to read. So definitely read. I I think, I think everybody goes through that phase where, you know, they just hate reading. And like you said, it was um, around what, like sixth, sixth grade to eighth grade, like, um, like middle school time. Six six to honestly, like my sophomore, junior year. Yeah. yeah. Some for, for me, my phase was like basically all the way through college. Like I, I hated, I hated reading uh, middle school. I hated reading in high school and even in college, like I hated reading, um, I didn't want to buy textbooks because I knew I would I wouldn't read them. You know, if we had an assignment where we had to read, you know, chapter chapter three and four, I knew I wouldn't read it. So I was like, I'm not even going to waste my money trying to buy these textbooks if I know I'm not going to read it. Um, I was yeah. for, I was fortunate enough that I was okay not being able to read it because I was I had my own different methods of learning and I was able to get by just fine and I didn't really struggle academically or anything like that. So I I I'm kind of thankful for that, but. Um, definitely definitely have like uh that thing and you know what i attribute it to my my hate for reading at that time it was in middle school when we had those reading logs yeah and they were like oh you have to read this and you have to have your parents sign off of it on it and everything like that bro i hated doing that and i i legit almost failed my reading class in eighth grade because of that and that's um, hilarious i don't know did you did you ever take the dc trip where you know in eighth grade you go to washington dc I think it was, it was the week before or like the morning of we were leaving and we were packing up the vans and getting ready to go. And the principal comes up to me and she's like, you know, you haven't done your reading logs. You're, you're getting ready to fail this class. Um, we might not let you go on this trip. And I was like, yo, like we're about to leave. Like I got to go on this trip. And she's like, well, yeah, you have to make up all of your reading logs before we even get, you know, to DC. And I was like, oh shoot, dang. Okay. I was like, well, I have to read something. I and you know, I still hated reading, so I didn't have any books to read. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to read, but, um, I, I attribute, I attribute that those reading logs and being forced to read things that I didn't want to like developing that hatred for, for reading. But like yeah. you said, when, once you start reading things that, you know, you actually find interesting, whether it's like mindset things, whether it's business things, um, people who are like, in the like the stock market, they start reading books about you know finance and 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 reading the stock market and how to learn like all this stuff you you grow like uh, a passion for being able to read and wanting to read and wanting to just grow your knowledge of anything that you can get your hands on it's crazy yeah yeah and like right now i'm reading a book called think and grow rich by napoleon hill i think that actually when my dad came on a podcast earlier this year he said uh for everybody to read one of this book right here but the first chapter is literally, it's called the power of thought. Mm-hmm. And that, that just couldn't like, that doesn't, re- that just resonates so well with me. Like the fact like that when your mindset does change, mm-hmm. I mean, your thought is so powerful. Like it, it's crazy to me um, that I, I just didn't have that in my like background when I was, when I was younger. Like if I would have had that, I just, 
it, it would have helped so much. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, at my power, again, that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to create that, um, right. for people that don't have it. And I'll say this, that like, it's okay. I just want to like say this, that it's okay to like disappear for, for three to four months and just go grind mode mm-hmm. and, um, just read and, and just better yourself. And, and it might not be the cool thing to do, but, um, those type of things are the things that separate. And, and I, I talk about this with, um, all my business partners, but is there's the 99% and then there's the 1%. And those people that separate themselves, they know when to separate themselves. They know when to have fun, but they know when to separate themselves and they know how to grind and grinding doesn't mean like, and, and you know, this angel, but grinding doesn't mean like you go and make yourself do so much extra busy work that you're working hard. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like grinding, like when I say grind, I mean like you work smart, you work hard, you put a plan together. Um, this is something that Chandler and I always talk about. We have so many, we have so many different plans. Like at, you, you talked earlier in the podcast about um, like the chef and, and want to dish it out. Like okay. we have so many, we have so many plans for, first of all, mind power, but outside of mind power with business ventures, like it's just, it's crazy to me that people sometimes don't plan. And as easy as I, as, as much as I said is to read, my next thing would be is to plan. Um, I follow some, someone on Instagram that he's, he's a, a millionaire business owner, but he says that he plans every single like moment of his day and even till sleep. Like that's, that might sound crazy to some people, but I actually like, like I have so much as, as we know from this whole entire podcast is I have so much going on. Like I actually have to start, I had to start doing that. I, I have a whole entire Google calendar that I had to put together um, to, to start planning, like when I could sit down to work on mind power, when I could sit down and start working on, on Redbird, which is my recruiting business, when I could, uh, go train in the mornings, go train at night when I can lift because I love lifting too. Mm-hmm. And th- it, it's really crazy because people always told me when I was younger, like time, like value time now, like, blah, 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 blah. but like now I like see it and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it, crazy how much time goes and like it's already september now like i, I was i was just looking back at, at one of my plans for may and i was like dang like I, we achieved it but i was like geez like, like it that, seems that like by, you just did it yeah yeah that went by fast yeah like, i mean it, like, it, it like uh time management is, is such an undervalued like skill to have um and it's not just undervalued in being able to pull it off but knowing how to do it too and how to do it efficiently exactly. But people underestimate like how efficient your work can get when you're managing it, like the time slots to be able to do the things that you want to do. It's and crazy. It is bro. It's crazy. Like I, for example, like right now, like since I'm taking 16 credit hours, my classes are are pretty tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to step like in the summer. What I did most of the summer was I I was trying to just really set a base for all my businesses to blow up um, in the in the future. Right. But I had to kind of step away from that. And I, I was kind of looking at it. I was like, oh, no, like, what's going to happen? But I set aside, like, time periods. And I've been getting the same amount of work done that I was doing in the summer for more time in these little, like, hour periods that I can, like, kind of sneak in here and there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm, like, drilling, like, you got to plan. Like, once right. you start, if, if you are willing to become part of the 1%. And there's really nothing, and really there's nothing wrong about being a part of that 99%. Like, 
those, those people, we all make the world run in, in a certain place. But like, if you're listening to this and you want to be an entrepreneur or you want to be a college athlete, you want to be whatever it involves your 1%. Like my 1% is I want to, my, my goal is to become a millionaire, help people out, um, get, 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 a, get a degree, all that type of stuff. That's my 1%. Someone yeah. else's one that could be becoming one of the best artists in the world. Like becoming one of the best musicians, becoming the best marketer. I don't know what it is, but the best thing that you can do, you can do is plan and work hard in those time slots. And that would be my best advice to anybody. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, that that's good advice. It, it can get you further than, than you think it can. Is is doing those small things, checking off of those small boxes is, is really what's going to make that difference at the end of the day. Yeah, no, for sure. And another thing is that, like, this goes with what we're talking about in transitioning. Uh People can't be, like, afraid to be, like, they can't be scared of change. Um, It it doesn't matter whatever percent you're part of. This doesn't even matter for that. Just in life, like, you can't be scared to change. And that's, you grow when you move. Angel, you moved to Miami. Did you grow since you moved to Miami? I feel like I've grown so much. I feel like it, it, it... moving moving yourself and and putting yourself in a new environment it like it opens your mind up to new experiences and you that in itself it grows and i tell people that here too because you know the people i work with the people that i meet and that i spend time with down here in miami i tell them the same thing because i there's so many people like probably nine times nine out of the ten people that i meet down here have grown up in Miami and have never like left Florida or like have never lived anywhere else. And that is, it's crazy to me because like they have no idea. Like, you know, when I, when I say something like, Oh, I used to do this, blah, blah, blah. They, they, they like take a step back. They're like, Whoa, that's so unheard of. I'm like, you you (laughs) have, you have no idea like what you're missing out on this world because they just think that, you know, whatever's going down in Miami, like everyone else is doing it. Yeah, it, 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 it's it's baffling to me. It's like, you know, you haven't you haven't lived entirely until you go somewhere else and just see how different things are from where you're at. And it expands your mind so much. And I think I think that's one of the reasons why people say, you know, go out and travel, go out and do things, go go to that school out of state, like go go somewhere and just do something somewhere else because you learn so much and these are things that you can't learn in school these are like like characteristics these are these are skills that that you can't you can't like you learn so much about you know not just society not just like people you learn so much about yourself too and how you handle those situations as well yeah you truly do Mm -hmm. it's just crazy to me that like some people really as you said like haven't gone out of where they're at their little bubble yeah i used to think i honestly used to think it was just like a small town thing but like you see it everywhere oh yeah 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 all over the place yep and and sorry go go ahead ahead. no you go ahead oh yeah i was just gonna say and and that just needs to that's just something i again i would emphasize is like go go somewhere go change my cousin for example he went he's he's a student at nyu new york university he Mm -hmm. said he's like it's crazy like I never thought like I lived in the city. He lived in Indianapolis and he, he went to cathedral high school, but he's like, I lived in the city and I thought like this was a city, but then I moved to New York and like, now I'm like, yeah. now I see. And like, he said, he's changed so much in the last, last year. And I've seen him like grow and, and change a ton as well. His ambition levels just go up insanely. And like, I said that angel, because like from afar, even though we didn't know each other, like 
I knew you, I knew you through Chandler and, and mm-hmm. I've seen, I've seen you grow even from that. Like right. I, I didn't even like, we, we've just now started to get closer, but right. like when we knew of each other, I was like, Chandler's like Angel Clemente is moving to Miami. I was like, Oh, that's awesome, man. But then like in the next two years, I was like, dang, like you definitely have grown. Like you said, you think you have, you have yeah. grown. And I, it, it just shows like, so when I left Rensselaer designs, I grew mm-hmm. when I left, then I came to Franklin to live by myself. I grew again. It, it just shows like there's proof in the pudding. Like you got to You got to change up your scenery. You got to You can't be scared, but yeah. go ahead. Whatever you're about to say. Yeah. before. I well, you. I know um, before, before we, you know, lose track of time going into this. The only thing that like, I really want to say about that is, you know, while you're changing, um, I, is the last thing that you want to do is you, you, you don't want to lose your values because one, one thing that I am fortunate as much as I hated growing up in a small town, in a small school, knowing everybody, there were a lot of values that I carry because of that, that I'm very, very thankful for. And it's made me more aware of that being in a bigger, like a bigger place. Um, cause I, I came down here and I'm gonna be honest. I, I have met some amazing people, but I've also met some of the worst people down here. Yeah. And in a bit, in a big city, people have like this really like, in my opinion, this really awful mentality where it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's me first. And I, you know, I got to get mine. I got to eat. I got to do all this. And, you know, you see, you see so much, you know, with those like inspiration, like videos, you know, those TikToks, Instagrams, where it's like, you know, you got to go get your bag. You got to go secure your bag. You got to do all this. And people take that kind of to heart. But at the same time, it's like, you know, why, why do you have to be the only one at the table? Like, why, why do you have to eat the whole, you know, dinner? Why can't you have guests sitting at your table why can't you all eat why why can't we all eat and like people people don't have that value where it's like you know you know i want to go up but i want to bring these people with me you know like these people deserve something too and if i can help them yes like why can't we do that and people don't it's a very it's a very selfish world that it seems like we live on and the the people who aren't selfish the people you know like you like chandler that actually want to make that difference without expecting anything in return it seems like you know, they kind of, you know, not, they, they dwindle down into like the lower part where they're not really seen too much. And it, it becomes like, it, it's almost like, uh, people are surprised when they meet good people like that. It's like, oh, you know, there aren't that many of you nowadays. And it's like, there are, it's just, you know, they're just so overshadowed by, by this, but, you know, don't lose those values that you grow up with, you know, the family values, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. And that's something I, I entirely live my life by is, you oh know, yeah. If you and if I you don't want agree. to be treated that way, do not do that to anybody else like that. Yeah. And I want to yeah, I want to go off of that. I I just want to say like it's crazy to me like when I did switch that mindset to and this is a mindset change. I mean, there is a point everybody's at a point when they're teenagers where they're being selfish, mm-hmm. right? right? Like I remember I, I would be like fighting with my mom or like fighting with my dad for no reason, being mad at them for no reason. And I look back I'm like that was just not right. Like I shouldn't mm-hmm. have been that but when you really like mature and you like switch that mindset and you have a choice to make right and that choice is to either yeah as you said go get your bag go do this go do this yourself etc cetera, etc cetera. or it's i want to do this to help people yeah. i want to do this so this person can succeed this person doesn't have the financial support i want to make money so i can teach them how to do it mm-hmm. i want to become a better basketball player so then i can teach someone else how to do it and I feel like, I feel like, as you said, like those type of people are so 
um, I guess, overshadowed by the people who just want to go get their bag. And there is a time and a place for, I guess, going and getting your bag. Yeah, quote yeah, unquote, of course. For sure. But it's one of those things. And, and it's crazy because, I mean, I always talk, we, me and Taylor always talk about this, but like, we're like, we're not doing this for ourselves. Like we, we want our kids, kids to eat. We want mm-hmm. like, and even if you're doing it for that, like that's even thinking down the line, like some people just don't have that vision, but like our kids, kids, we want them to eat. We want our, our friends and our family. We want them to like be a part of it. And sometimes it's really sad because like with people that have our type of mindsets, um, I guess some people, either friends, you, you, you start to lose friends, you start to lose family right. and they don't realize that you're trying to do this. Like, for them mm-hmm. and you and you're trying to um like you they're you're they're in the back of your head but they don't realize that they think that you're just trying to go get your bag but mm-hmm. it's like no i'm trying to do this for you guys i'm trying to do this for this person and honestly man it's just crazy because ever since uh i really started to sit down and grind and and do all the things we've talked about people just have just like never failed to amaze me like yeah it, 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 it's just crazy like people really they're like, oh, that's so hard. I'm like, dude, I want to do more. I want to, I want to have five businesses. Like, yeah. I, I'm not satisfied with this, this one business and, and mind power. Like, I want to maximize those and go out and get more and get go, go out and get more and more and more. And I just feel like there's just a limited amount of people that in this world, and that's totally fine. Like, you can stop whenever you want, mm-hmm. but don't get, don't get mad when someone like some people like us like come in, come in and like want to keep on bettering the world, want to keep on doing this and, and doing stuff like mind power and making more programs within mind power and right. going out and making businesses that can partner with the mental health. Like don't get, I guess I'm, I don't want to be mean, but like, don't get in the way of that. Like that's your choice, but don't get in the way of that, you know? Right. Yeah, of course, man. And I mean, you, uh, it was, there was like a, like a quote that I read, um, where it said, you know, like if, if, if people are hating on you, that probably means you're doing something right because they're <laughs> yeah. jealous. And it's it, the, the sad reality is that, you know, people, people just, they want to, they want to criticize everything and they want to, you know, give you doubt. But, you know, what, what can you do with that? You can either let, let those words from other people, you know, actually affect how you're going to perform or how you're going to move forward or you can, you know, brush it off because at the end of the day, you know, no one knows you better than yourself. Exactly, and, and man. That's that's a fact. And so I tell people this all the time like, you know, you know, words are powerful. There's no denying that the that knowledge is power. Um, but what other people say about what they don't know should not affect you. And so exactly. when people say something about you, when you hear like people talking or when someone tells you, "Oh, I heard this person saying this." All right, let them let them say it. let them let them talk their talk like you know at the yeah. end, at the end of the day i know what i'm doing um i'm going i'm going to bed you know with my head held high and you know the things i'm doing i'm doing them for the reasons that i know about and because they don't know those reasons because they don't take the time to actually you know come forward and have those conversations about it they have those their own ideas about something let them have those ideas it's not going to bother me none it's not going to affect me at the end of the day when i go down into the pit and I go grind and I go, you know, get that bag for me and my people, you know, it's not going to affect what other people are saying because they're yeah. not, they're not, they're not in there. They're not in there working as hard as I am to be able to do that. Exactly. And I, and to bounce it back off of that, I, it's like, 
and I always talk about this with one of my one of my best friends here. His name's Logan, but it's always like you do it for like you have this close knit of people. Like I'd rather have a close knit of people that that support me, and I I know I can lean on. Like I know with Logan, I can like lean on for anything here here at Franklin. Like whether it be just needing someone to talk to, needing needing um, help, just go rebound, like anything like that. Uh, he's one of my teammates as well. But um, having those people that you can like. Like, that are loyal and I, I just feel like that's more important than having like this, this being a, like that social butterfly and having these like these friends that like really don't care and yeah. they're gonna go and backstab you you know yeah and like I don't I don't say that to get like on people who are social butterflies it's totally fine but one of my other like my advice to other people would be is to find that type of group of people that like support you mm-hmm. and are putting positive thoughts into your head right uh, not doubtful thoughts because it, as we've i mean knowledge is yeah as you said knowledge is potential power and if you don't have um those people putting in those positive thoughts like re-putting them back into your head mm-hmm. and they're all doubtful thoughts um that you can't do it and you're not going to do it and only one percent of people do it yeah you're right you're not going to do it right and uh that that would be my advice is just to get and we have that in mind power too we have we have all of us that we we all kind of bounce off of each other there might, there might be someone who picks up the slack for someone on right. a certain week and just finding the, those business partners, those friends, those those teammates that are close knit with you, and, and they're putting those positive thoughts into your head, it all wraps back into mental health. Honestly, yeah, I know. Um, like me, me being a social butterfly, like I love that aspect of society. I love you know going out meeting people and just you you know you meet the most interesting type of people. But um, yeah, throughout years of doing that, I I realized you know you come to the realization that you develop. I develop like a an onion type um like a of of what do you call it? like so i don't know my i socialize like in onions like how the the movie shrek how the, you know people have layers you know their onions that's kind of how like my social status is like you know you have you have that first layer of people it's yeah, like you uh, know yeah. in, in you know in college you know i had i had hundreds of friends i had so many people you know i was with different people every night you know one night i was with my soccer friends you know another night i was with my swimming and diving friends another night i was with my track friends you know i had so many like groups of people that i could go hang out with but you know what like nowadays like i i can't i couldn't count on my on my hand how many people from college that i actually still like talk to day to day you know you know yeah like i i reconnect with people here and there but it's like you know, you have that small circle, like you said, you know, like Chandler and, and I have like maybe three, four other people that I'm still like, you know, would, would I actually count on you if I needed to do this? And yes. those though, like, like you said, the loyalty aspect of that. But then again, I have that big circle where it's like, you know, I have friends, but they're not close friends, but they're friends, you know, like they're friends, you know, I'd be down, you know, go get a drink with them or, you know, go, go out to dinner, you know, catch up you know, keep them in my life because, you know, even though they don't offer like, you know, the bit, the biggest benefits in life, you know, it's still me being a social butterfly. You know, I, I like having those, those connections, even though they're not the closest connections, even though they're not, you know, those people that are going to help me get to the next level. You know, I don't, I don't have to keep them close, but. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, being a social butterfly, there's definitely different personality types. Yeah. For me, there's certain times in my life where I am a social butterfly too. Um, and I, I definitely agree with, everything like i just think that the only thing the thing that really has separated like when i started to go really hard is having those people that have those positive thoughts in my head because Mm -hmm. what i've found out in my life is that when i am that social butterfly it's fun in the moment but then like if you want to go and rely on one of those people it's probably not going to happen right exactly 
And un- so like having those, yeah, those onion peel, like, as you said, like that, that's a really good way to put it because it's really important. I yeah. Think. And the sad reality is, is that sometimes you have to learn the hard way who you can trust and who you can't. Yeah, man. You, it, you it's, have to learn the hard tough. way. Oh, yep. Um, but anyways, man, but before, before we run out of time, bro, I, I do want to talk about, you know, you, you're in college, you play sports, um, you're part of mind power, but now there's one thing we haven't talked about yet. And that's one thing I do want to talk about. And that's, that's your business, bro. Yeah. yeah. Redbird, Redbird recruiting now. Yeah. So you, you go to college, you play a sport and you're involved with mind power. Now, how how did you find the time to even start your own business out of all things? Yeah, man. Um, so a little background with that is I, so yeah, so I'm, what I do is I do recruiting for kind of different companies. And uh, what that it consists of is I place candidates uh, usually at either like a placement rate or, or a certain percent mm-hmm. uh, to their company. And, um, I get compensated for that. And there, there's a lot more logistics with, within the yeah, contract, I'm, sure. which I'm not going to get into for the sake of time, but, um, basically I started it because I actually was, so I'm a sophomore in school, but I am a registered freshman, um, because I was hurt last year. I uh, had a, had a back injury. It was all muscular and, and it, and this actually goes, <laughs> it's funny because all this ties back into mental health, but I was in, like, I was in a rough spot, man. Like I, I hadn't ever not played sports before right uh, like first of all i had never not like played like i had never not like started honestly for a team like i i was in a rough spot because i had to sit out the whole year and i had to like cheer on my teammates from the bench and that really was humbling for me and it really gave me the love of the game back for basketball but what it also did was i was i was sitting there and one day i was like okay so there's a couple things i can do here i can either feel sorry for myself or I can rehab, keep everything in, in the controllables. And also something I've always wanted to do is start a business. Mm-hmm. Why now? Like, why not now? I have nothing. I, I mean, I, all I can do is rehab for an hour a day. I don't have as like, I can, I can do this right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I don't have to get to sleep. I, and, and I'm not advocating not to get sleep, but uh, I know sleep's important, but I don't have, at the time I was like, I don't have to get as much sleep because I'm not like going out and like, practicing like three hours a day like right. i usually am this is the time to do it so yeah i mean i was in the library here at franklin actually even my friends here like they like logan for example um a couple other people can say that like they knew i was there but like they don't even know like like i was in there from like i would go to practice and help them out and then i would be in there from probably 5 p.m so right after uh dinner till literally when the library closed for literally two and a half, three months straight. And it, it was, it was awesome. I, I lo- honestly, I loved it. And that, that's another thing is like, when you become an entrepreneur, it's like, you have to love to grind because right. if, you, if, you don't, if you don't love something like that, then you're going to just sit there and you're going to, you're, it's, it's just going to be bad. <laughs> so I, I would go in the library and I, I'd make up business plans. I'd, I'd run like projections, like figure out ideas on like who I'm going to ask to like how the marketing is going to work, all this stuff. And I had had a little bit of recruiting experience with my dad's company, just like helping him out. He's like, Hey, if you want to go get someone for me, I'll give you like a couple hundred bucks. Um, that type of thing. Mm. But I was like, I was pretty good at it because I'm decently good at talking to people. So, and like networking and stuff. And that's all recruiting really is. It's just like 
going and sourcing and vetting and, and all the stuff that the companies, they want to run their businesses. They don't want to have to go and do that stuff. So it works out perfectly for uh, someone as an external recruiter, like, uh, like us at Redbird and the company, whoever it is. But um, yeah, so I, I, ran, I was just doing all this stuff and I was like, why not again? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not start an LLC and, and, and start a real business here? And I was like, cause what I was originally going to do is I was just going to uh, make up all these plans and just wait it out. Like, right. and college was over. And I was like, why would I do that? Like, honestly, like I, I know it, it can be done. I know my limits and I'm going to do this thing. So I, I formed an LLC, um, had a couple people help me out with it. Uh, shout out to Nate Webb and actually Logan at the beginning. Uh, but they, they found out, uh, quickly that it was a little bit tougher than, um, than like just like a little bit of a side hustle. So Nate, Nate stuck with me, uh, probably until a couple months ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And then he transferred to Ohio Dominican. Um, he's actually one of our mentors as well. He's still helping with, uh, mind power and everything. But, um, I basically, so what we did was, I mean, we basically set up the, um, and this also goes into how much stuff can change. Right. Like, with, with my business, like the way that I started it, it's completely different how it operates today. And uh, we, we set up like all these, like they helped me kind of set up some different business plans and then uh, we recreated it. Then it was just Nate and I. And then uh, I actually, a month or two ago, I, I, re, I blew up the whole thing and recreated it again. Still having the contracts with the companies, but the way that it is structured, uh, it needed to be changed. So it's just one of those things that you always have to like, like you always have to adapt. Like if, if you're not willing to adapt, you're not willing to change again, mm-hmm. <laughs> then you're going to get run into the ground. And, and with business, it's all about cash flow. And if you don't have the cash rolling in, then your business is going to die. Yeah. So um, you just always, it's really, what it's really been good at is um, this last year and in the summer, I really went hard at, with the athlete mentor and Redbird at the same time. And with both of them, it seems like I just have this really good base that like it, it's going to be easy to blow up mm-hmm. from here on. Right. Like I, I have a gut feeling and usually my gut feeling is not wrong that like I have this base now and it is just ready to blow up yeah. from both perspectives. Like you got the strong foundation set and now you're ready to just, you know, build, build onto it and make that skyscraper, you know? Yeah. And it, it's all a learning process. And, and, uh, I don't know how much you know about Gary V, but, yeah. uh, absolutely absolutely love listening to his stuff. And he always talks about like patience. And I never really understood that. Like everybody in our generation wants this like quick, like gratification, the satisfaction, like right yeah. away. Right. Yep. And that's not how it works in the business world. Like I thought like, Oh my idea is so good. Like I'm just going to, I'm just going <laughs> to make a hundred, I'm going to make a hundred K in the first two months. Cause I saw someone else did it. But then you like realize that it's not really like that. Like I'm making like decent money, but it's not like, it's not like it's going to be that hundred K two months, a million in five months. Like that's not how it's going to work. Right. And I quick, I quickly realized that. And you also got to spend money to make money. You have to invest into your business. And, um, it's been an awesome learning experience for me. Like from the fact that like, if I would have waited till after college, I would be doing all this stuff when I was 22 and not 19. Mm-hmm. So like, first of all, being able to see from my projections, like that we're going to blow up. And then secondly, like having that learning experience to when I do blow up, like I'm just going to be four years ahead of where I would have been at if I wouldn't have taken that chance. Right. That chance, and I wouldn't have, like, I wasn't scared of that change in my life because I could have easily been like, 
Um, no, like I have school, I have basketball, I have mind power. I just want to kind of have some downtime, but I honestly was like, I don't want that. Like I want to set up my, set up my success for my future. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how, that's kind of how Redbird all formed. And, um, I'm, I'm really excited where we're, where we're going with it. And yeah, it, again, it goes into time management though. Like, right. as I said earlier, I have, I have different time slots that I can work on Redbird. I have different time slots. I can work on an athlete mentor and mind power, homework, school, like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, all that. And then you add in basketball. It's a stress. It's stressful, but <laughs> no I, I, I have the people uh, behind me that like it, it works out well because I know I can, I can rely on people and I know, and I know I have the people in mind power, but I also have, I have awesome basketball coaches. They're really supportive of my like whole entire business initiative. Uh, shout out, to, shout out to coach uh, Leibowitz and Mac and they're helping me to become an awesome basketball player, but also helping me become an awesome person mm-hmm. uh, because they're helping me. Like they're really supporting me with my business and they understand I've have to miss a couple of things here and there. And I, and I really could like, you can't like in college athletics, that's so rare. Right. That, like, like they want usually coaches just want want to win and they don't care about their players. My coaches just like they just they adore us. They're they're awesome with us. They're two really young guys, and they really just support like what we're gonna do in life, like not just um, what we're gonna do on the court. And mm-hmm. I couldn't appreciate that more because and again I know we're talking about my business that ties back in my business because if I didn't have that like I'd be even more stressed. Mm-hmm, right. So I, I couldn't be more thankful for them. But, um, yeah, again, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much where I'm at with the whole Redbird recruiting LLC thing. Yeah. Um, what, what are your plans like with that Redbird recruiting? Like what, what, what's your, like your end goal with that? Yeah, man. So I guess, yeah, this is kind of like, uh, a reveal a little bit because I, I did re kind of, uh, do the whole thing, but so there's different companies that are, um, kind of like marketing organizations mm-hmm. and, Right now, we're, we're kind of operating as a recruiting agency, um, more as a fact we have a couple contracts that we just go and source and vet uh, different candidates and place them. Um, but what my, my end goal for this whole thing is, um, basically, I think that and I think that the, the, the way that this is rolling right now, like it will be in a 100K to a million dollar company, um, but I don't want to stop there. Right. So. Um, to be able to blow this thing up to hundred mil to a billion, that type of company. And I really do believe that the whole entire, and I'm not going to give away every single idea I have, mm-hmm. on here, but <laughs> like, I, I really do believe that this, the way that we're doing this whole thing and actually Chandler's actually been starting to help a little bit more as well. But the way we're doing this whole thing, I think that it can get to that point and it, it would involve some tech and also um, it would also, it's going to involve basically a mar- being a marketing organization and kind of like partnering with different uh, agencies and stuff like that so that we can get, we can scale. Cause that's all, that's, that's the only way that like a business, like, but we have to do it the right way. We have to, we have to have the cash flows to be able to start scaling the right way. And um, I'm thankful that I have business people in my life that I, I can rely on as mentors to help me do that. Um, I'm not, I, I am a 19 year old kid doing this, I guess on my own, but I'm not really like, I have those, that support system to be able to uh, be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I'll tell you it involves some tech and it involves, uh, basically kind of like a whole new model within the recruiting realm. Yeah. That's pretty neat, man. Well, I I hope 
I hope that, you know, the next time we have you on the show, you'll be able to, you know, give us more insight or you'll have it developed where you can, we can kind of just get that better idea of it. But that's exciting stuff, man. That's, that's insane. And I, I love the, I love the being low key about it. Cause I mean, you, you know, like, you know, you know what you're about to get, you guys know what you're about <laughs> to do and you know, we're, yeah. we're all excited for you here. Um, yeah. Now the, it's always a struggle just to even get through college, but you're you're doing it while playing a sport and while being one of the like being the leader and one of the forefront runners um, for two organizations. And so yes. now my what I want to ask is like what what kind of like tips or advice do you have for people that you know, want to do the same thing, you know, people who have those ideas that want to start that business once they finish school or something like that, or that maybe want to start their business while they're in school, or maybe this might be the episode where they realize, you know, you know, why wait till after school, you know, if Jackson can do it, I can do it too. Um, what, what are some like tips or advice that you would probably give people for that? Yeah, I would say my biggest thing would be is I already said this, but I'll reemphasize it is to get, especially if you're my age right now, if you're like 19 or 22, and you're in college, like get that support system that like you have that group of friends that like, they're not going to get mad at you if you don't want to go out with them. They're not going to get mad at you if you want to pursue your goals. Mm -hmm. They're going to keep on saying like, I know you're going to be that millionaire. I know you're going to be that billionaire. I know you're going to do this. I know you're going to do that. Like if you have that support system, and I'm telling you like that has helped me so much like with, um, and like in college, just period, because having those people that like, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, we know Jackson's going to be like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, we know like my coaches are like, Oh, we know he's going to do this. Like that is so important. And I can't, I can't even like, just, that's just like, it goes into the whole entire mind thing again. But, mm -hmm. um, I guess uh, some other tips I would have is just, I mean, for me, uh, a huge thing in my life is, um, I'm, I'm very Christian and I have, I have that faith background and I, that, that just, that just like grounds me, I guess. And, mm -hmm. um, it, it doesn't really matter. I mean, for me, it does matter, but anybody that's not like a Christian, it doesn't really matter like that. Um, it, it being the Christian faith, it's, it, it really matters about like the foundation that you have behind you. Um, and I would say that it, I, I just said that support system with your friends, but your family, just because they're your family, if they're being toxic about your situation and you want to do what you want to do, if you're 19, if you're 20, if you're 21, if you're 22, if you want to start a business, start the business. This is the time to start the business. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it, even if you're in school and you're still learning, you're going to learn more when you start the business than if you just sit there in a class and you lecture that. Yep. That's nothing. It's that's nothing in schools. There's a time and a place for school, but doing stuff is what's going to help you more mm -hmm. than really just sitting there and, and acting like you're doing stuff. Yep. If, if there's and, an, if there's anything we learned from the last episode with Hunter is that. You know, going out and failing at a young age is is one of the best learning methods to be able to be exactly. successful as you're yeah. growing. Yeah, and, and like that, it's the time to do it. And I know with Mind Power, we focus. I mean, we we focus on all age groups. We mm -hmm. focus a lot of young adolescents. And I would say that you just be yeah, don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to go out and do what you want to do. If if you're I mean, it could be, it doesn't even have to be starting a business. Like I, I go back to the artist thing. Like if you want to start selling pictures or selling paintings or, or making music, like do it now. Like mm -hmm. what is there to lose for me? Like I'm sitting here in college and, and I'm paying to be, uh, even if you're not paying, but 
if you aren't paying great for you, but I, I'm, I'm still paying a little bit of money to uh, live in these dorms and live in these facilities, utilize the facilities. You, you have a library, you have, you have everything you need to mm-hmm. do what you want to do. Right. And especially, especially like most of us that are going to be listening to this live in America. Like we're in a country that allows for you to do that stuff. Do it. Like it, I, that it's, it's so simple to me. And I know that <laughs> it's not that simple to other people, but uh, just do it. And if you don't, if you fail, you have, you still have that backup plan. Like you still have, you're only 22 you're yeah. only 23 you're only 20 right. you're only 21 like you still have 40 years of your life that you can still go and work a, a nine to five mm-hmm. if you want to go work a nine to five that that's totally fine but if you do want to start a business just do it <laughs> just do it <laughs> just do it yeah I, I know this this generation they're they're so set on you know you know life being a sprint and they just they want to get to that end goal so like so quickly, but they don't realize, you know, uh, that, you know, there's so many obstacles or so many things that you have to do about it. But the the earlier you can start, you know, the, the quicker that you can learn the things you need to. So by, by the time, you know, you know, everything you need to know, you're, you're going full, you know, full 100% all in because you know, the things you do, because you've learned the things that you've learned failing the way that you failed. Yeah, Angel, I guess I I do have a question for you then. Yeah. Like if you were, so if you're, this is, this is for our listeners, but Mm -hmm. if you were 19, if you're 18, if you're 20, would you have liked to start doing what you're doing right now when you were that age? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you ask any, anybody that's in our type of ambition, like in, in that little like circle, I feel like they would say the same exact thing. Like, I wish I would have started doing it then. Like who wouldn't do it? And your experience, it might have actually helped your experience. Like now, you appreciate it more. Yep. Oh, but, yeah. but I'll say, like, I, I guess it just goes back to the why not? Why mm-hmm. not you? Why not me? Why not? Yeah. Right? And I one one of the one of the bigger regrets that I have because I don't ha- I don't have that many regrets in my life. But one one of the ones that I do have is not not utilizing the resources that a that, that a university has for you because. Now, now that you're, I'm not like in school, you realize that, you know, all those, all those resources that they had, you know, whether it's a gym, whether it's, you know, a, a computer free. lab, whether it's like ed- editing software, all this other stuff, it's not free, man. And it costs, it costs money. It's and not, so, for example, like for me, like we have, uh, like we have a, a free Microsoft word. I got a gym I can go to. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. Gym. I have a free Wi-Fi at the library. I'm talking to you on the free Wi-Fi right now. It's actually like insane when you yeah. really stop and think about it. Yep. Especially for me, like since I had to start a whole business, I saved so much money on just being out of college. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Yeah. So that that's that's one of my biggest regrets is not utilizing those resources, not utilizing those connections. I I I could have. Um, my school wasn't really big on like. Um, like digital media and like broadcasting and doing all this other stuff. So I don't know how much I actually could have gotten out of it, but I know that I didn't get the most that I could have. Um, I didn't start realizing this passion to- until like the beginning of my senior year. So I, I mean, I had it in the back of my head and all this stuff, but I never really learned how to utilize it and start to actually, you know, act upon it until the end of my career in school. And so that was one of my regrets. So um, the quicker that you know what you want to do, um, the, 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 the minute you know what you want to do or like, you know, what direction you want to run into, just run into it. Like just go 
like you said, yeah, just don't do walk, it. just do don't it. walk, just run. Yeah, <laughs> just, <laughs> not even because because I I forget the exact quote by Elon Musk, but like he I think he said something about like if you if you have a plan to do something in eight months, uh, or you have a plan doing something in like three years, try doing it in like six months, and you'll be a hundred times faster than or farther along than you were. Uh, when you're when you get you to would, that three year point, yeah, 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 you are you are going to be, and it, it's yeah. just so true. Like that's like that's like got, the that's like the saying, like you know, shoot shoot for the stars because you might just land on the moon. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, uh, Jackson, I think that's kind of going to wrap it up. Do you have any any yeah. like um final like words, any any tips, anything like that you want to share? Um, no, nah, man. I mean, the last thing I would just say is that I just want to. I do just want to thank every, cause I know my family and my friends are all going to be listening to this. I want to thank everybody for like supporting me, mm-hmm. uh, through the mind power initiatives, through the Redbird initiative, through my college basketball career, my whole basketball career in general. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I want to thank, uh, my, um, uh, just my family specifically, my dad, and my mom, just for being awesome and, and always being there for me. And no matter what, what happened, they're always there to pick me up. So that's really all I got to say, and I just got to say we're doing great things here at Mind Power. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So so excited to to blow this thing up and just change lives for the better, man. Yeah. Well, uh, Jackson, you know, you're you're a student. You're you're in multiple business. You're a future entrepreneur. Um, well, I would probably say you're an entrepreneur already, but you're <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and the the great thing about all of that, man, is is you're 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 doing it in my opinion, you're doing it the right way, man. You're, you're putting everybody first. You're not, you're thinking about, you know, the people around you. Um, you got, you got the right reasons behind you. Um, and I think that's going to carry you a really long way, man. And I'm, I'm excited. And I think everyone's excited to see, you know, where you're going to be headed. Um, cause I think we all know it's going to be in, into a great place and I think we're here for it. So, um, I, I appreciate you hopping on this with us, man. I appreciate you giving us this insight. Um, I know I'm I'm extremely thankful. I know Chandler's extremely thankful for for everything that you've been doing for us. So, um, the like you said, there's no words to really describe it, um, to to show the appreciation. So, um, I just want to let you know, man, to keep grinding, man. And I don't I know no one has to tell you that, um, but it's it, it's it's amazing it's amazing to see um to be able to look back and see how far you've come and and know that you know you're not even like halfway there in the slightest so it's amazing yes thank you for everything angel man for Thanks sure for man and everything all right well everyone i hope you guys all enjoyed this episode um stay tuned we will be coming out with a couple more as we finish out the season and then we get playing then we start planning for season two and that is going to be something to be here for so um, until the next one, guys, thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Mind Power Podcast. I'm Angel Clemente. Uh, Jackson with me here. Uh, we are signing off. So you guys have a wonderful day. Take care, guys. Bye.